about uh, gaming, uh, which is the thing mm-hmm. we sometimes do on this, cha- not channel, <laughs> on this podcast. I'll, I'll take channel as a, as a viable <laughs> description. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. Once upon a time, a group of dwarfs set out to reclaim their lost hold of Scoria. They faced internal dissension, goblins, ghosts, hippies, all manner of obstacles. Once they reached Scoria, they found human fire serpent worshipping squatters. Though after killing their leader, the dwarves reached an accord with them. Of course, the old brewery was overrun by giant spiders, and that took fire and axe to clear out. Then, a long-lost dwarven rival for the throne of Scoria arrived and had to be convinced that Prince Fandral was the right dwarf for the throne. But finally, things were looking up, until the crazy human somehow gave birth to a real dragon, killing most of them in the process, and sending the dwarves fleeing. Now, after a side quest to get young Flint's family shield, and try to find something that might help fight the dragon, the dwarves consider their next move. So, rejoin Fandral the prince, Flint the scout, Ufkel the brewer, and Slate the Doctor, not appearing in this episode, as we try to get back into character and remember how to play Burning Wheel. Uh, but here's the thing. Right? <laughs> Fandral has <laughs> beliefs about uh, getting back to the good heart hold. It doesn't really matter if, if uh, Slate is here for that or not, because he's not on good terms with Gombi anyway. Fandral also has a belief about finding Sandar, the, the servant who knows about the, like, the doctrine. And, of course, the witch, but that's maybe a later, that may not pop up today. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, Flint, if your belief is about <laughs> supporting the prince, the the fast track to earning persona this session would be to figure out what you, what he wants to do this session and support him in that. So, if he wants to get back to the good heart hold, I would uh, suggest instead of scouting Scoria for weapons, you write help the prince get to the hold or protect the prince on the way to the hold or you know something in that regard. So what's the name of that fellow again that I could always scale for information on the name of that human? Oh, Sandar. So if we think <laughs> looking for Sandar is a thing. You could be doing that. That that would be closer, potentially. So support my uh, prince, Scout Scoria, for information on Sandar. We can do that. On the other hand, I'm I'm considering the lack of time we have. So maybe like fast track all of you toward maybe earning some Artem. And I think maybe the the easiest way would be since uh, uh, Ofkel has a belief about talking to Gombi, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any other belief about you know finding anyone else in in Scoria. Like I think if we all want to get all of you in there in a wonderful, lovely mess and potentially earning some stuff, we we should go with that. Getting to the good heart hold. Yeah, we it would help us to have a scout to scout us away there. Hey, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can be captured or kidnapped and whatever else usually happens to dwarf scouts to the <laughs> other dwarf scouts <laughs> I seem uh, to be the one that finds the ghosts and spirits and looking at the fact that the war engine's probably going to be in a later later episode thing for, for Ufkel yeah so if you want to earn persona again like think of breaking it down into little part part way goals like uh, mm-hmm. you could be Recruit a certain dwarf to help you. It can be, like I said before, like uh, scrounging materials. It can be mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
I think you, you, all of you, uh, since you went on this expedition with uh, Froomey and um, Unferth and Froomey, Slate, of mm. course, you, you, you uh, uh, returned to uh, the camp. We haven't seen that yet, but you have. The camp is still in, in kind of, um, there's a bit of a tension between, uh, among Rohar's, Rohar's old unit, right? They're, they're warriors. There's this tension between the, the group that supports uh, one of the their potential new leaders for leader and the other. It hasn't come to blows or anything, but there's this, this bubbling, seething kind of uh, discontent. Mm-hmm. But they're holding their peace for now since, since uh, Fandral put a temporary, like, mm-hmm. you're going to listen to this guy, my, one of my guys, un- until I say, say otherwise, Cuthred, I think. So you return to that, and there's um, there's a kind of a mix of, of uh, small-scale despair and kind of a sense of purpose uh, now that the immediate mm-hmm. danger is over and, and they've gotten some distance from the whole event with the dragon. There's a lot of like sharpening of axes and checking helmets to make sure they're, they're solid and so forth. Um, shields. 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 Sure. <laughs> Elements are important too. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to remember where. No, where are we? Where are we situated? You're situated close to the Doom Gates, but in a side section of like uh, chambers and and underway adjacent stuff. And I think I sent my brewer, my my apprentices and brewers to uh, to start cleaning up the mess in the old brewery. Last time we played, or is this something you're like? Last, uh, I thought I thought it was last time we played. I think I think it's possible that they've uh, left. They they've probably taken a couple of scouts with them. Uh, mm-hmm. who've probably been horribly murdered, as usual. Funny you should mention that. I was actually <laughs> thinking about since I'm running low on scouts, going to uh, those disgruntled dwarves and seeing if any of them want to be more integrated into the prince's ranks. That's a thing. That could be a belief. It would support the prince if if we had some more uh, axes on the front. And I think it would help with the grumbling if they realize they are included and not excluded. At least that's my clumsy attempt. Uh, would you like to temporarily move one of your slate beliefs uh, to, like, when slate is here, and then we can write a, a belief about the, the grumbling dwarf thing now? Sure. Okay, so we'll take that middle one about Boar's Hale and Hardy, because I'm yeah. actually saying, hey, we're, we're, yeah, you guys actually need to be on the biting edge of this act. Let's have uh, let's have a start with uh, with Ulfkel. You I... returned, and there's this this like ghost crew, essentially on uh, not literally <laughs> in in what used to be your camp, right? Mm-hmm. And I think most of the stuff is still there because they they just took a, a little expedition to to start clearing things out. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't brought anything yet. Your your like movable ton operation is still in place. You know, all of your your like leader types, your your uh, Rory and um, Bear and Aethelbald, they're gone. Some of the lesser apprentices, because yes. well, actually, <clears throat> or actually, no, probably one of the more master apprentices, because I, I would give the lesser ones to Aethelbald to help with the clearing. So it's it's probably Rudy, the guy who no, was sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, well, he think, was uh, horribly fire murdered in a previous episode, and we forgot. No, he's just traumatized by events in the haunted Opal Brewery. Oh, good. Okay, he won't he won't want to step inside a brewery ever again. <laughs> 
a quick question. How have you distributed the various things that you discovered in the retreat? Uh, last I checked, uh, Flint was carrying that file and his shield. That was the main thing you pinched, except for the logbook <laughs> and the, uh, the the two ledgers, the fake and the real ledger. Well, I got the ledgers. Yeah, those. Though you took those. Yeah. Are, 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 is Flint still like hanging on to all of the um, the other the other two artifacts? The shield and the file, definitely. I think uh, there is a moment uh, where you have returned and you've you've uh, uh, appraised at Ulfkel. You've you've returned. You've appraised the situation. You're mm-hmm. maybe satisfied that uh, you know they're off doing something useful. When the uh, weird, odd dwarf shows up again, this uh, this dwarf calling himself Bjorregen oh. with like white hair and the magnificent white beard and and some sort of clothing that you get a sense that it's some sort of like ancient-ish finery, but you can't really, your brain doesn't want to make sense of it, or your senses don't want to make sense of it. Oh, the spirit. Lovely. Right. And uh, I mean, you're, you're probably sitting down having your morning beer or something when he's just standing there looking at you with this glittering, sharp gaze. And he says, um, time has come. Now we shall speak. Slurp. What? Speak of what? Out with it, you daft spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lot braver than last time. <laughs> Is this worth bravado because you're having a beer or... or uh... Probably, yeah. And also, since the morning, you know, I came back from a great... From fighting dwarf and undead and crap like that. Yeah, a dwarf spirit. Have that for breakfast. Uh, he looks at you with some severity and he says, Time is now. You have now seen the folly of the opals, the Blackstone, and the Goddardam. You have seen I... their curses, you have seen their failings, and you have seen the elixir. I tasted it. That is not the elixir. <laughs> that wasn't? The star that shines in darkness. Oh. you have seen. Aye. It's important. You remember, I told you, the summer drafts mm. on which beglamoured Gothar, and when he stood against the serpent, no fire could touch him. If you wish to make uh, this draft, you must have either the elixir or make it yourself. Yeah, I reach over and pull one of the ledger books. The ingredients for that in here? No. Where but, would I find? But But the puzzle you have tasted, the last piece is the elixir. But you mm. have seen what the elixir, elixir can do. You have seen the dead walking. You have seen the elfin spirit fire walking. You must decide. Is it I, worth it? I will have to decide. If you I decide will. to make this thing, I will come again. If you do not, many dwarves may die, but no curses will survive. Is there another way of defeating the dragon? There are many ways. None will come without cost. I will... Choose wisely. And I will see you again. Raise my beer. He starts to sort of back away. And yeah, as yeah. he's backing away, he's kind of stop, stops being physically visible, right? And sort of fading out. It's like he's walking in the shadows. Yeah. Only, only there's no shadows for him to walk into. Yep. Sip my beer. Now, who's got the star? And we'll leave it there. <laughs> All right. Do we find Flint uh, checking in on one of these uh, uh, disgruntled dwarf camps? 
Absolutely. I, I am gravitated to these grumblers. Uh, now, do you go to the camp of, of Mel or Jorig? Mel is this kind of younger uh, sergeant-type veteran, red-haired, uh, kind of quick-tempered. And Jorig is this older, uh, salt-and-pepper-bearded, um, kind of a sly type. He would probably have gotten into command positions sooner, but there, there, there's always been like a dwarf who was louder, so he's been like shouted down. Probably has. He sells himself as a scout. <laughs> <laughs> been around long enough not to get himself killed. Yeah, the, the brash, uh, aggressive one. That's not who uh, we need uh, we right now. Need... I'm, I'm mostly curious, like, uh, which camp are you are you going to? Like, uh, there's there's the male side. Uh, and there's the Jorig side of, of Roar's band. The Jorig's su- camp. The supports of Jorig. Definitely going with Jorig's camp. Given my preference for, for Greybeards as well, uh, that, that actually is more in line, hopefully, uh, with my persuasive skills. You, you have some? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I probably will when I fail. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just actually going to talk first to see if yeah. the ID yeah. even has uh, any substance to it. So, so you enter this like little side of the uh, the camps. It's in a relatively large uh, chamber uh, with like old tons and uh, uh, equipment uh, arrayed about. Uh, the dwarfs are sitting on the stone floor or on debris or little uh, makeshift seats. Uh, sharpening axes and uh, sort of looking across the at an adjoining chamber where the other side <laughs> has their little camp. Flint is wearing his uh, master crafted mail, so hey, maybe that might uh, give me some uh, opposing greed dice. <laughs> and you're talking about the uh, dwarven mail that you picked up from uh, from the armory, right? Yeah, so, so basically my, my dwarven finery. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Plus the the, the Goddardam shield. You're carrying around the Goddardam shield as well. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I am. Not that yeah, you know, I'm saying yeah, you know, I'm doing this for Goddardam, but just more or less to show that I I am grounded and stable. And I'm not anywhere related to that guy that talks to spiders. So <laughs> definitely, definitely trying for. Oddly likable and swaggering rather than, say, haunted or overly aggressive. <laughs> so how do you go about approaching these people? Do you just, like, do you go up to anybody or do you seek out Jorig himself? Well, of course I'll seek out jo- Jorig himself. To do less would be uh, disrespectful. And uh, I, I do try to respect authority, except maybe sometimes me and the prince grind things. But that's a different story. Yeah, he doesn't want to yes man. I try to respect to... all authorities except the prince's authority. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the total thing with the uh, the prince is he doesn't need a yes man. He, he needs a go-to man. So that's why I'm the axe man of the prince. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jorig is sitting uh, with two other dwarves, two axe bearers. Having like a little bit of ale, not much. It's it's like uh, it's it's very measured. He's a dwarf, so he's got to have some, but it's uh, calculated and uh, moderate. It's it's more like we are having a deep discussion, and, and we just happen to have some beer as well. It's not like, we are drinking lots, and because of that, we're having a, a deep philosophical discussion. <laughs> 
So he looks up when you approach, and he sort of looks down at your shield, and, and one of the other uh, axe bearers it, it does a little whistle, like a, like a you know, wow. I'll, I'll just put on a, a, a little bit of a uh, that oddly likable uh, a smile. It's like, yes, it is pretty, but not to actually say that. Fancy enough for you, you little girly dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody says that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stamp the uh, butt of my axe uh, into the uh, floor a couple of times. Jorg, I see a lot of idle hands here. The prince needs more scouts. Is there anyone here that would be interested in expanding their horizons? Yeah, so he says, uh, you, you speak in riddles. And there's a moment where he's like going through his registry of faces and names like Flint. What do you mean? I have scouts that I'm responsible for. Some are off tomorrow. I need replacements. I look around at at his camp. Is there anyone here that would like to volunteer to work with uh, the prince as a scout? Swirls his beer a bit. Sort of uh, uh, he looks around the camp and then um, he looks up at you and he says, um, "Word has it you have the ear of the prince and his axe when I need it. So don't think of it as losing men. Think of it as gaining influence." Yes, well, that maybe that could work. You uh, put in a good word for me with your prince and our prince. My mistake. Absolutely. Uh, Maybe I can scrounge some people up. Now, are you truthful in that when you say absolutely? Absolutely, I'm truthful. Why would I lie to this guy? I'm asking a favor from him, even if I'm being kind of demanding and bossy and aggressive about it. (laughs) He points across the the chamber to the other chamber, Mel's camp, and he says, "Um, you understand Mel is too fiery. He has a temper problem. Why do you think I'm here? I need level-headed dwarves. At that, I think his eyebrows sort of raise a bit. Like, hmm, I see. Yes, yes. Uh, I should be able to find someone, no doubt. Come back in five pints. (laughs) I would consider it a pleasure. Thank you very much for listening to me. He nods. And then he seems to go back to, um, you know, whatever, whatever conversation they had. I think this is where I have to swagger off until the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the other experts, like, uh, totally checking out your uh, swanky new armor on the way out. I have no problem with that at all. Because that, 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 yes, it's like there are perks to be had by being close to the prince. Yeah, you call it a perk. I call it greed, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics are similar. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, where would we find Fandral, like, a, a, a short rest after having returned to uh, the camp proper? Like, where what would he be doing? Well, why haven't we left already? <laughs> well, I mean, you just returned, and then you had a rest, so maybe you're, that's what you're doing. Maybe you're, like, r- scr- rounding everybody up. Where's Flint? Was it girl coming? Hi, <laughs> my lord, I'm here. Have a beer. Thank you. For uh, some context, like uh, where, where, wherever Fandral t- has taken up residence in this temporary camp. Wherever, uh, that's a good spot to command the party. Maybe the little walled-off section where uh, that's your personal little space where uh, uh, you had that uh, heart-to-heart with uh, Flint and Bruna way back when. <laughs> sure. Maybe right outside if we're talking about like 
collecting people and, and, and getting mm-hmm. in order. Who all do you uh, imagine you would gather for this, uh, this like, uh, let's go to the Good Heart Hold expedition? Probably not a terribly big group. Something similar to the group that just went. All right. I mean, you could you could still have Unfirth and Frumi if you wanted to. Uh, right. They've had a quick rest, so. That seems reasonable. Yeah, in that case, you're essentially just missing Flint. Yeah, Slate seems to be off uh, taking care of... Uh, the wounded and yeah, yeah. yeah we, don't, we don't want him setting off Gombi, so it's fine. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, well, I guess you're standing there waiting when Flint sort of comes. Swaggering. It's not a giant camp, so. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So if we got everything, we ready. As we go there, my lord, I, w- I wish to tell you something. I had another vision this morning. Well, that will give Flint's attention. <laughs> I'm is looking like I think like. Like a bit of a squint, and I looking from Ulfkill to the prince, and back and forth, like... <laughs> but he's not saying anything. We are again, the uh, ancient burr of this place. The star we found is part of an elixir that gives you, makes you, well, unkillable. But it has side effects, and we met those side effects. The undead dwarfs. Okay, that's a little creepy. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying the star creates undead? And I think that those who partake of it can never die. Or if they die, they don't die. They come back. I think this requires a little more study. I Besides, I ask him if there's other ways to defeat the dragon. He says, yes, there are. So, you know... This is something to keep in our heads, you know, just in case it's everything else fails. We have one backup. How badly do you want to recover this old Nog recipe? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's other Nog recipes I can recover. This one is like maybe recover so I can just keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're thinking like a dwarf. <laughs> that was a pretty ugly mess we left behind. I, I can't see us wanting to duplicate that. No, so maybe it's a better way of formulating this nog. I'll see what I can find out, but... You did mention two things, right? You can use the elixir, or you can make the elixir yourself. Whatever you choose, it'll help you, but they have different costs, potentially. In recreating it, I could probably make alterations to it that may not actually have the the bad effects. Or maybe they have new bad effects. I don't know. (laughs) Ulfkill, not a salesman. <laughs> it's not something we're going to do right now, so that's something to keep working on and investigating. So pick up your whatever you need and let's go. It strikes you, Flint, that you may not be back within five pints. Yeah, I was, just go- I was just going to mention that to, to the good prince. My liege, sorry about being late. I was I was over at Jorg's camp looking to recruit some scouts. He asked for me to come back in about five pints. But if we're heading off on an expedition, I don't think I'll be able to make that. Any chance I could uh, get you to swing on by and maybe expedite that? Get a couple extra hands, a couple extra eyeballs? I think we can uh, leverage Jorg's uh, loyalty if we include some of his people in our circles. Are they going to be of greater use than the scouts have been so far? 
Well, we're, we're, we're uh, down on the number of scouts I have at my command. And, well, to be honest, anything is better than nothing. Is it? <laughs> I, I kind of finger my damaged deer. The more healthy and hardy people we have, probably the better our chances of not being ambushed by large lizards. Or spiders. Or spiders. Through me spits. I can give off Kel nudge, but we do have a spider breaker, so I'm not worried about that. This camp is uh, pretty much on, on, on the way uh, out towards uh, where we need to go. Perhaps we can get them to move a little bit faster if your presence is there. If you consider it important. Uh, Fandral, they're not critical for what you're going to do now. As long as they're fighting for reclamation of Scoria, whether you call them scouts or not, I don't know that it matters. Well, sitting here on their tukases isn't going to help us at all. Getting out and about and not cowering from the dragon, that will help us. Yes, that's why we need to get moving. Okay, well, in that case, I guess we'll get moving, but I might actually steer him towards uh, Jark's <laughs> camp. You're just going to like, like uh, oh, well, what a coincidence. We're passing by this camp that I mentioned in a previous <laughs> conversation. Is that what you're doing? Absolutely. <laughs> like, is there, a, is there an intent for like surreptitiously walking the prince past Jorg's camp? Well, I would actually like to accelerate Jorg's recruitment effort. And if the prince is at my side and he sees that, he, he might actually get that pike in his hand and quaff it instead of sip, sip it. You, you want to essentially uh, rouse Jorig into this, like, uh, oh, here's my opportunity. Yes. Uh, I want to say, hey, we're heading out. Really could use those scouts now. <laughs> You're decked out in a way that, that you don't really have to start shouting to be conspicuous, if you want to be <laughs> conspicuously, like, draw attention to yourself, right? I'm working on conspicuous as well. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to leverage all my positive traits here. I, if we can swing on by, uh, I think that would actually be beneficial for the whole, the whole company. We'd have these new recruits. We'd have a couple of extra of axes. Uh, we'd strengthen Jorig's position cool. uh, versus Mel's. All right. So you you pass uh, by Jory's camp. Uh, you see an opportunity where you could like you know if you draw a little closer to the front of of this little group uh, with Fandral and you pull maybe Fandral with you and you you march proudly with your chest out and your shield like you could you could get Jory to notice and be like oh oh here's my chance. Yes, and here is the prince. Uh, that'd be a conspicuous test for sure. An actual skill. <laughs> It, it you is. You told me you're working on it, and I'm seeing it on your sheet, so... It's a B4, so hey, how many extra dice can I throw in for, like, having a prince in my pocket, and having swanky gear, and actually I'll, I'll give having you a, a group of people with me? <laughs> I mean, since Fandral isn't really technically in on this, I'll give you an advantage die, but I don't think Fandral is helping, per se, in your intent. Fair enough. This, this is true. <laughs> he, he hasn't... Uh, fully bit off on, on this recruitment effort. But even if it doesn't succeed, at least Jurig will see me side by side with the prince. So I'm not just like doing something on my own. I am in the circles of power. 
I think this is an ob three. It's definitely lower than usual because things, circumstances, and you get that advantage die from having the prince with you. Remember, we did something with your. You have an auto calculated wound die of two. So remember to add one because you you recovered one. There's no neat way to note that on this sheet, unfortunately. So when it asks for modify to modify the roll, remember to add one for the recovered wound die, and then one for advantage if if that pops up. Wasn't planning to spend Arthur. That this was a flyby conspicuousness. <laughs> Base obstacles three. Wow, I see all the good stuff. You have a six. Ha! <clears throat> huh. So yeah, we'll gladly burn a fate to explode it, and that's just that's hey, success. Now, do I actually get some people, or do I just get him motivated? Yeah, you see him. You see him. Your eyes meet, and he sees that you're with the prince. Kind of shoots to his uh, feet, snaps his fingers a bit, and points and uh, uh, grabs. Two of his, uh, uh, you know, most more, expendable, <laughs> more scouty-looking uh, soldiers least, here. Um, sober, sober is good. I can handle that. And he, he's he's coming up to meet you guys. And two more uh, of his uh, experts show up uh, as he's converging on you. So yeah, Fandral, for some reason, you know, Flint is taking a circuitous way out of the the camp. Uh, and you, you you happen to pass Jorig's camp, and now Jorig is you see Jorig you know coming towards you with like four axe bearers, and he he has this look in his eye like ah, <laughs> this is my shot. <laughs> yes, Jorig, you have something for me. I'm trying to get out of camp here and on a mission. Of course, my prince, and he does a little like. He doesn't do a flourish or anything, but he does a little like uh, in- inclination of the head. He turns around and he points, or when I say points, I mean he uses both of his hands like a car salesman to like point out his four expert scouty types. I could not help but overhear that you had a lack of scouts currently, and I would like to offer these four very doughty dwarves to uh, serve us in whatever capacity you see fit. Uh, it is only right that I do so for our rightful prince. And he like he shoots a glance at uh, at Flint, like, huh? You did you, you told him, you know, you know, we we're we're good. <laughs> he doesn't say it, but you know that. Yeah. I'll definitely acknowledge his glance and 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 smile that uh, oddly likable smile. That's good. Good that uh, all dwarves are willing to do whatever is necessary to for the success of this campaign here. When we get back, Flint will uh, organize them and uh, integrate them with the other scouts. Ah, as you will. And he does the little inclination of his head again. Uh, good fortune on your your uh, your expedition. <laughs> oh, and then he's like he he puts forth uh, a like a mug toward you, like a uh, uh, drink before you go. My personal. He doesn't say stash. What would he say? Uh, keg. <laughs> An eyebrow goes up in that, and I had mentally remember to, to do a keg count next time I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Regular 564. Very rare. Thank you. Thank you, Jorg. He nods well, as you take it, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I walk over. Oh, Jorg. Pull up my little, my little personal keg and pour him a little bit. Have a bit of mine. Very generous of you, Master Brewer. Uh, and mm. yeah, he slurps it down. Uh, he's not I really hold, focusing on you. <laughs> I do uh, hold my mug out, though. Why? Why don't you course persuade him? 
you know, I, I always want to try a different brew every so often. And, you know, this sounds like this is a wonderful thing. I wish to taste of this regolith. Uh, what's my obstacle on this one? Uh, let's say four. And I got a three. Oh, I got my challenging. I wish it was routine. Oh, well. You're going to have to beat him up first. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no Arthur in this. Ah, do you have any sixes on that? Ah, yeah, one six. One. Oh, I'll spend the fate. Nope. Ow. He's sort of, he's not really focusing on you. He's sort of talking at you through the side of his mouth. And he's like, uh, un- unfortunately, uh, I can't spend it on everybody. Just really princely, princely stuff. I hook my mug back in my belt. Hey. You see one of his experts, one of the four that he's uh, put forward, like he's uh, making eyes at you. And then it's like he's buying something uh, nearby. It's I, a little like keg stat, like with a few kegs. Uh, my eye bought, my eye rolls over to the t- to the kegs. Do they look familiar? Do they actually have the? Do they have my family crisp emblazoned on? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I think the ones you see immediately do, because you're the one who's yeah. been like supplying this place. Probably have uh, one of the really awful, like the the beer that you recovered, quote unquote. Oh, oh uh, that I don't mind. The ones with, with my crest on, I wore, you know, I you know, brand on the on them. I go. Mm-hmm. Sure. The implication is like, you know, if you poke through them, you'll <laughs> find it, right? But I'm not gonna poke through. I mean, yeah, I got things. That, I think this I got... guy also licks his lips a bit, like he's remembering something really neat or, or tasty. Uh, you, you're tempting my, you're tempting one of my things, aren't you? I am a taster. I'm tempting a lot of things, I think. Well, if he's busy talking, you know, I'll, I'll sidle over to the fellow. The and... conversation is kind of dying out, though, so... Uh, yeah, gotta work quick. They've said their pieces, essentially, and, and <laughs> it's time to move unless you do you're, something. I don't know. You're not a ninja. Now... He can be anything he I'll, wants I'll, if he spends Arta. <laughs> but no, I think I'm good. I can always come back. So I'll go to the fellow who licked his lips and I'd sort of clap on the shoulder and say, So you're going to be our new scout. What's your name, lad? That'll be up to them. And aren't you leaving? And aren't you coming? Well, girl, hurry up. Oh, well. L- later. Good luck. We'll- later. I'll find you later. That's, that's what he says. Like, he re- mm-hmm. uh, it's like, oh, oh, wait, yeah, I could, I could, like, find it and share it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for accepting Jorig's offer. I think it'll make things in the camp a lot smoother. Or have you? <laughs> have you ever heard anyone say Flint the Wise? Come on now. <laughs> Flint the Foolish, Flint the Foolhardy. We should totally Flint make wise. We're feeding spiders. It'll be good. <laughs> uh, hey, Ophkel, why don't you mark an obstacle to greed test? Ooh. We're coveting another's wealth. Sure. So I guess, Flint, you're... you're uh, in charge with maybe Froomey on this uh, s- scouting away. Uh, how do you, how do you want to go about it? You could you could try to navigate be- beneath the the sort of main thoroughfare and noble quarters of of Scoria where the dragon roosts, or you could attempt to find an alternative path, which of which there probably are many, smaller, more difficult to navigate. I- I'm not keen on encountering the beast right now so uh, a, a safer more roundabout way seems to be I, wise though i will point out that's the last place i saw the lady's uh, servant sandar well if we stumble across uh him that would, that would be a bonus now uh, he it? means underscoria underscoria yeah. yeah yeah if you were to take the riskier path you might if you're really super lucky or uh, <laughs> driven you might pop in you, 
you know, kill two, uh, what's that, rats with a single axe or something? I am not prone to uh, uh, risk at this time. I, I, I actually want to get us to uh, Gumby in, in one piece. So we'll take the safer routes, mm-hmm. even if it isn't the fastest route. Uh, of course, I'll, I'll coordinate with uh, Flint, and I say, uh, you know, here's the plan I, uh, I'm going on. And, you know, if he wants to pull out his maps and confirm that. Uh, you mean Fandral. Okay. Fandral. Who did I say? I mean, you could confer with Flint. That would, I mean, you are a little crazy, so. Well, uh, Flint already knows where he wants to go. Does he know? But we'll go to Gobi <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I see either orienteering or possibly tunnel-wise. Hey, uh, let's go tunnel-wise, because. I actually have that. <laughs> I find never I find too that late to, to learn how to orientate. <laughs> yeah. you know, and looking over his shoulder at the maps, I can help with tunnel-wise as well. Certainly have help from Ofkel if he says so. You can also have mm-hmm. help from the prince if he wants to pull out the maps. And for the helpers, of course, uh, the same obstacle goes toward uh, your skills. You get to record and attest at the same yeah, obstacle. Yeah. The obstacle is going to be four. Okay, to navigate angel? safely, no problem, all the way to the zombie. Holy cats. Yeah, I need all the help I can get. Well, I have B4 and tunnel-wise, so obstacle 4 is difficult? Uh, yes. It's, it's challenging but, for me, though. But if you get help, you get more dice, and it will be uh, possibly routine. Okay, well, we'll get, get one helping die from uh, Ulfkill, right? Yep. And right. one from Fandral? Okay, so that pushes it down to routine. Before two helping die. Okay, we can work with that. You want Froomey to help out? If I can get more help, sure. He'll give you one die. Great, that gets me up to eight on a, on obstacle four. We might actually have a chance at this. Are you spending mm-hmm. Artem? I think you if have I seven unless, up, unless you're spending Artem. We'll, we'll throw in one. Eight die. Okay. Yes. okay. Mm-hmm. So modifiers, I have four. Then it's going to subtract from that. Oh yeah, so add an extra uh, die for your uh, since since the wound die you have one recovered wound die. <laughs> but you got a six. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll spend fate. <laughs> Remember to record your one fate and your one persona. Okay, and that was a four, so I that does not explode anymore. No. So I have three out of four. Yes. Sorry, boss. We lost. <laughs> no, not necessarily lost. Just not necessarily we, timely either oh we'll get to the consequences of the the test and i'm gonna be i'm a bit rusty but i gotta remember to give you examples of like uh negative consequences if you don't make it in the future so uh you you start leading uh the group down and you're looking over the maps and uh, like between all of you very little chance that you're gonna get lost uh mm-hmm. it's not a question of of getting lost at all it's just it's a kind of a kind of a rat's nest of of tunnels and natural crevices and so forth down here so you end up having to stop and uh, and have a um uh like a sit down and uh, go over the maps again you're not lost lost it just like it takes enough time that you, you gotta sit down and have a rest yeah. well it's just it looks like a short tunnel on the map but, but that doesn't indicate that it's actually a shaft for instance, and there there is some like some uh, you, you probably make some amendments, Fandral, as you as you're going through, which will help you in the future. But uh, at this like camp when you're sitting down and you're you're posting you know guards and so forth, um, there is uh, you can hear echoing down the tunnels barking 
right? And it's like combination of, of like, uh, it sounds almost like it, there's a group of these dogs fighting over something and there's a high-pitched whine and, and deeper rumbles. And then, you know, you can hear whatever this is, probably like a group of dogs approaching. That's why we keep our axes at the ready. Yeah, we'll try to come up with a good defensible spot if they come to attack us. Well, if they're the human do- human animals, uh, maybe if we were to, you know, uh, too bad uh, Slate's not here, we could have him. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're more likely to chomp at us than uh, sidle up and say, hey, what's for dinner? But, you know, it, it, with a good loud voice, maybe tell them to sit or something. I don't know. It might work. We'll do that from a nice defensible position. Cool. So uh, you want to set yourself up a bit? Mm-hmm. There's time for that, for sure. Let's call it an ob three strategy. Anybody can help. The question is, do I have to help with strategy or can I help with like something I'm actually good at, like command? Uh, tunnel-wise might be, be a better option. Oh, certainly. I, I yeah. definitely have that. I can find the weak spots and uh, the more defensible locations. No, this is narrow. <laughs> this is yeah. not. Yeah. This is slick. This is not. <laughs> I guess I use my tone wise as well to help. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, that's a single helping die from each of you. And uh, yeah, obstacle three strategy. Oh, ah, there we go. Uh, I don't know if you'd benefit from spending any, any fate. You're going to be in the best possible position. So um, let's say you, you uh, retreat a bit uh, and, you, and you find an angle where at which the, if the dogs come at you, they're going to have to come up and it's a bit slick and the, the tunnel narrows so they can't like circle you and maneuver. So you feel pretty safe uh, and shields up and everything. Moments later, uh, you hear the, the patting of, of a dog's feet. Uh, and in the dimness, I mean, you see fairly well, but for the viewer, we see these shaggy shapes, these kind of warg Irish wolfhound mixes coming into the the light of your little lanterns. Uh, and uh, there's a big bastard up front uh, with like most of its fur kind of seared off. Uh, half its snout and face uh, have these burns on them, and one eye is completely milky. It looks completely like it's gone all the way down uh, through the, the evolution of its species back to the very first crazy wolf thing, and it's just like ah, saliva dripping from its uh, from its jaws, from its teeth, and it it bears its teeth at you. All of them look kind of like they haven't had a good meal in a while. The leader is kind of sizing you up. And um, there are five of them. Well, we'll, we'll try Kells. Go off with you, dogs! <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're doing it in dwarvish, so if I don't understand, yeah, like they understand the human language. It's all tone of voice. Uh, I think it would be considerably easier if you had like dog husbandry, but you can still make uh, an impression for sure. Pile on some intimidation of that. You know, yeah, bang my shield and, and axe together. And I'll just yell, get yourself down, get out of here, get! Right, so you're starting to shout. Yeah. <laughs> Torvish, all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Banging your shields. Um, well, hopefully, from a dog perspective, it means we're snarling back. I don't know, I don't speak dog. It's a great conversation. Up <laughs> <laughs> five and intimidation and whatever you get past five altogether. 
equals you know hesitation for them and they might run they might stand and drool whatever it is and every bit we get under the quicker they run up to us and try to bite our heads off you just don't intimidate them uh, okay so it's either i'm either using command or course persuasion uh, not course persuasion no <laughs> so, com- so command then i'm ordering them to get, get out of here I'll let that go this time. It's, All it's right. yeah, authority of some kind. I'll I'll let that slide since you're helping. Anything from the other dwarves? I think their numbers are allowing you to to make the intimidation, right? Okay. If it were just the three of you, they'd be like, eh. <laughs> These look fat. <laughs> 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 They're nicely marinated. <laughs> And of course, uh, if you if you uh, fail at all, like if you don't hit the, the six, I guess you need if you want them to hesitate at all, they're going to take their chances with you. It's obstacle. How much? Uh, five. Good odds. With the persona. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, cool. And you have two sixes. Like whatever they choose for for hesitation, this this can it's going to happen for longer if you succeed. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, another six. So keep rolling. Another six, so keep rolling. Okay. Oh, it ran out. <laughs> dog goes, oh shit, that's the prince. <laughs> probably the torch of someone's flailing around in the background because he was burned, and I think a torch would probably scare the crap out of him. I think the the initial, the the alpha or whatever, the, the biggest, meanest one, gets this like, uh, oh, you're challenging me kind of look. Uh, it does a, like lower the head and on the four paws and 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 bears the the fangs and it's like ah the others are not as brave. Some of them decide like ah uh, uh, nope, <laughs> that looks big and shiny and not very nice. So pretty much the the rest of them, the four others, a couple of them start circling and then backing, and two of them just take off while it's trying to collect itself. Fruny's got an arbalist, right? And yes, I got throwing axes. So I say, hit that big one, Fruny, and I'll throw an axe at it. Okay, you do your axe. I'll do Fruny. No intervening dwarves. His chances go up dramatically. Oh, two successes. Mm-hmm. So that's a hit on a stationary, more or less, thing. And then for distant stuff, there's a random element. So. Uh, for Frumi, it's 1D. His arbalest bolt flies forth, and it's like a heavy crossbow, I think. Yeah. Mm. So what am I going against? Oh, what are you rolling against? you got to get one success in order to hit it at all. And more successes, of course, does more damage. And forking axe, because I'm throwing an axe? Absolutely. Two successes, no sixes. Uh, roll a d6. That is an incidental hit. And for throwing axes, I don't know if we calculated this before, uh, if you have it there somewhere. No. But in gold, it says weapon power plus three. Oh, this is a fine dwarven axe. Oh, yeah. Add a die to your roll. Yeah. It could be. Not that it super matters, because uh, you're not going to get any better results, actually. So, But what is your power again? Five. All right, so you do four, you do a d4, and it's kind of a, this like glancing hit across its like shoulder, right? Because it flinges a tiny bit, even in its hesitation, right? And then Frumi pegs it uh, in the throat with a like arbalist bolt, like, 
and it falls over and there's the, this like bit of a whine, but it's a gurgly whine. Uh, and then it's lying there sort of shaking your axis in the corridor and the others like they they leave. They dash off, you know, with that like, oh, shit, <laughs> they're shooting at us. <laughs> oh, what does dog taste like? Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> it's really lucky that that a certain dwarf isn't here. <laughs> How dare you? It's a dog. It's been hurt. <laughs> we put it out of its misery. Yeah, if it's still alive, yeah, probably much gonna have to because it's dying uh, and dying pretty awfully. It's the humane thing to do. Definitely one of the the ser- serpent peoples. Uh, you know, war warg hounds, whatever you want to call them. Horribly burned, uh, starved. It's only been a couple of days. It's been almost a week, I think. They're lean to begin with, right? Something tells you, like, I don't know, maybe... Why don't you test dog husbandry, beginner's luck, if you want to, like, make an, uh, a discovery of some kind here. Anyone who wants to discover or, or like, observe this, this uh, dog can make a little dog husbandry. I think it is perception... No, it's will, right? Sure, being the scout type, and and because I hang around with that uh, sleep fellow, yep, learning more about this dog, what makes it tick, maybe how take them out in the future. Uh, <laughs> sure, we'll make a roll on that. So write down under skills being learned, add a new skill, dog husbandry. Okay, and that's actually a B5 based upon my will. Yes. And one modifier because we're recovering. We're not dropping any art to begin with. Base obstacle is... Uh, two, which is double to four. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Yep, it's a okay. dog. You have a six if you care. And that'll go to your, um, that'll go to your sure. will since you're doing beginner's you know. luck. And uh, mark a test for uh, dog husbandry. I think you see some uh, maybe gashes and bite marks here and there. But, uh, you know, all you can really tell is that, okay, this dog has been in some fights with other dogs. I'm sitting and looking at it, and I look up, and I look the direction they came from, and I say, that's the way we're going, right? And they were fighting something, weren't they? Whatever they fought, they uh, obviously didn't stop to eat it. I wonder why. Froomey, come with me. Fandral will be back in a couple of minutes. You know, he's... <laughs> Over the dog with his big dwarf boot, you know, pulling out his shaft, his his yeah. bolt, like recover my axe. I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think if you, if we're going that direction anyway, we might as well all go that way so, together. I, I was trying to scout it out first. It's it's something I'm supposed to do. Belige, he's a scout. We'll start slowly and quietly making our way that way, while they go more quickly and more quietly. I think as we go quietly, my liege, we should probably keep an eye on this because the dogs went that way, point the other direction. They may come back. If they do, they have a meal here. That'll keep them busy. Aye. Cool. So you and Frumi uh, uh, want to scout ahead in a sneaky fashion? Absolutely. Give me a uh, stealthy test, and I'm going to have uh, Frumi help you with one die. And I'm, I ju- I'm just looking for like successes right now. Okay, it's so not against an obstacle. Like, so this will be sort of the obstacle for others to notice you. Uh, we'll burn art on that because I know my luck level. Oh, hey, and I needed it. You <laughs> got have six if you want to pop it. I will definitely do that. No joy there. All right. Don't don't record the test yet. 
Okay. Actually, this is this is horribly backwards for Burning Wheel now that I think about it. <laughs> um, but it's good that we're learning again or relearning. <laughs> uh, let's keep that too instead. That's a, that's a, let's call it a prescient act on your part. So it's a routine test. <laughs> so you, uh, you sneak uh, further ahead into the corridor, uh, into the, the tunnel, and you reach this uh, kind of an intersection where one section clearly uh, is a little brighter than, than the other, uh, and it leads off toward what you would assume is the, the direction of the, the good heart hold, because you can feel the moisture in the air and you can smell the kind of fresh air that comes with the, um, you remember maybe that close to it, there was a, a sort of a waterfall and a, a little stream, bigger stream actually, with fish and stuff. So that's one way. And the other way you can, you can ha- you f- smell this other kind of acrid, uh, dog piss, smoky kind of fragrance, quote unquote, uh, stench really. Sounds like a camp. The, the floor of the, of the, this, a uh, tunnel is all, uh, you know, crisscrossed with claw bits. Like, uh, like it, there have been a, a group of dogs through here that were completely dirty and sooty, and they've made a mess. It's one of our easier tracking jobs. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can hear in the distance some some low low growling or or some like dog communication, but um, that's in the direction of the acrid smelling stuff, not in the direction of the hold. When we're saying dog sounds are we talking more like puppy sounds or not puppy sounds we're talking about fairly savage uh, uh yes we're communicating and, and figuring out who's who's best who's the leader who's uh, who do we follow who do we not follow who do we eat you know pushing our luck is probably not uh, in the best strategy at least we know where to watch our backs so when uh Fandral and company catches up i'm, I'm just going to use hand motions and point in the direction of the stream. And, of course, put my finger to my lips and let them know to be quiet about it. So would uh, send Froomey back, but that probably wouldn't be a safe move on my part. <laughs> <laughs> the rest appear after a little while, so no worries. Uh, do, you, do you head ahead of uh, them again, Flint, or sticking with the, the group? Yeah, well, it would probably be best just to watch their back and, and take up a tail position in the group and make okay. sure that we're not ambushed from behind. So Froomey first and then you at the rear. Yep. So following this corridor you you come out into the series of uh, kind of caves that that uh, make up this a great space wherein the uh, good heart hold sits on the on the bank of this uh, river, not river, stream. It's a stream. You you all come out and you can see through uh, the dimness. You can see the bulk of the the hold. You all kind of notice something kind of right away. There are kind of trace webbing on uh, you know that balcony thing that that you scaled mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and there's webbing uh, over the um, front double like doors into the into the hold proper the the stream is kind of it's almost like it's um it's like half of the intensity that it used to be it's no longer like a thriving kind of waterfall um kind of deal and it's not as deep or or as, as strong the current is not as strong uh in the in the stream it's like something's it. block blocking its flows further upstream who knows but it's definitely like a dimmer more accursed feeling place now than last time you were here what do you guys do? 
I turn around and look at, at, at Flint. Your friends are here. Great, Gothar. How many spiders do we have to kill to get rid of them? <laughs> <laughs> so, just for fun, because I can't remember how crazy it is. When I talk to spiders, do I actually say anything? Uh, I think you were, last time we had that scene, you were talking plainly uh, and uh, under some bizarre notion, at first at least, that everybody could hear, I think. Okay, so so main, I, I don't think I'll just start blurting out talking to spiders. Didn't stop you last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm starting to get this reputation that uh, I really don't need to bolster. Okay. I think you're going to have to uh, maybe murder some spiders for people to, um, to think of you differently. Frumi, I want you to flank around to the uh, left. Don't go too far, but let me know what you see. I'm going to head upstream, see if I can find out what's causing this blockage. Just to give you a sense of, uh, of scale, like uh, there's this fairly tall ceiling like cave, right? And there's mm-hmm. a break in the cave where you have like daylight. That's high up there is where the the like uh, fall is coming from yeah. you'd have to either climb or or the blockage would have to be if there is a blockage it would have to be like right above and you'd kind of notice because uh, the so, light so would be it's used. not like a, a local blockage and it's something much further upstream from us yeah it could be i'll still scout around uh i'll, I'll take the right side for me will take the left just to make sure that you know, there's not a horde of spiders on the outside waiting to flank us if we go straight up the front. Part of that reason besides actually doing scouting is so I can actually whisper to the spiders, if you're here, dwarves are coming. Time <laughs> so you're not seeing any spiders. You, you do smell like spiders stink uh, for sure, but uh, you're not seeing any, you're not hearing any. Uh, and you're and you're not hearing any in your head. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just staying true to form and yeah. giving them a warning if if they're willing to listen. Because yeah, they should know by now that dwarves are dangerous to spiders. And <laughs> hey, if we don't have to fight them, that's a bonus. Cool, cool, cool. And am I hearing the the rest of the company sort of drawing up at a distance? Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Why don't you uh, give me an observation test, Flint? You would think that a scout would actually have that <laughs> as a skill. I could always learn. <laughs> oh, I am, I am. Every day's a school day. <laughs> Maybe this is why all our scouts have been crap, because none of them have observation. <laughs> you are actually learning observation, and you have three dots in it already. Yes, so. making progress for sure. Thinking ob three, so it's it's going to auto double it to six. Three is still going to be a, a tick toward opening it. So Piece either way, either way, three. you're learning to be a proper scout. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's only taking you like taking you like uh, six years. <laughs> <laughs> oh hush! But it was a six. Okay, yeah, I guess we'll throw down fate because you know we have buckets of that. Yes, but hey. it's only a four. Yeah. So mark another fate for perception. Two successes versus an obstacle of six for the listening audience. <laughs> we've been forgetting to mention that. Uh, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, just spiderwebs. Nothing here to, to report. Remind me real quick, because we're really running up on time here. You, the, Your last communication with one of these things uh, was essentially like, hey, we're peaceful, we're totally cool, and then... Things went to hell, yeah. They, you had a little... They cornered you, and then you started talking about stuff i don't exactly remember if it broke down into like a 
melee afterwards or if they left you alone. Does anyone else remember that? If I, were correct, if I remember correctly, I was basically taken off the front lines. That I remember. All I remember is them, is them attacking us. Yeah. Right. They did that and cornered you. And, we and then fire things started to... going crazy and uh, quote unquote yeah, going crazy. Then we, uh, we used some improvised firebombs to break ah, out. And right, run. right, right, right. Cool, cool, cool. So I think you hear kind of in your head, Flint, and it's almost like it's uh, involuntary, like it's some crazy person uh, raving. But it's like this uh, fire, 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 danger, 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 fire, fire, danger. <laughs> Flee! And you're not, you're not seeing anyone, you're not hearing anyone, and it's kind of distant, but you're still hearing it in your head. We'll see if these are wise spiders or not. <laughs> if they are, or if, they, if they're leaving or staying, you have no, no idea. But at least you get a sense that someone's out there. The hold looks in pretty decent shape, except for some webbing. It's not profoundly overwebbed or anything. Seems almost like remnants. Uh, I'll report back. How long has it been since we were last here? A couple of days. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it took you two days down. to go to the retreat, right? So uh, I don't think you've technically been here for, you know, since Scoria was burned by the dragon a couple of days before that. So it's been at least a week. I hope Gumby has uh, found a good place to hide if they did come here. Well, let's go find out. If I remember correctly, we, 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 had, we had to scale the wall because he couldn't get the door to open. No, I found a way to open the door. Oh, that's right. Yes, we, we left through the door. When you <laughs> approach the gates, you see that it's not actually really closed. It's, it's uh, kind of like a, this almost con- completely closed, but you, know, you give it a push and it, it opens into the, the inside of the hold. Uh, and when I say that, I mean the kind of quote-unquote courtyard with its outer buildings and the central hall. More webs? More webs. Um, Did uh, Froomey find anything? Did Froomey return? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He returns. Like, yeah. he just shakes his head. All right, everybody. Keep your eyes out for you know what. <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets close and pulls out their arbalests. <laughs> Holds the lanterns out. <laughs> And we see you maybe approaching the, the doors to the, the hall, and that's where we, we end for today. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, cool. Hey. Yay. Is this actually a end of session, or is this a cliffhanger? Uh, no, this is the end of this session, so we're going to do Arthur Awards as usual. Let's start with John. Didn't do much talking to Gombi, so that didn't happen. Uh, didn't do much w- building a word, and that didn't happen. So, yeah, nothing from those two beliefs. You fought to get to Gombi, though, which means you yes. get a state point for that. All right. Instincts. Didn't do any of my instincts. I think uh, you played you played uh, either Obsessed or Taster, in the sense so, that, ah, oh, hey, uh, give, give me some of that. So that fine stuff. And you were smoozing with one of the scouts. Yeah, we're opening up a storyline there, so for sure. Yeah, so, uh, so that'd be a, another fade then. Yes. Okay. That's pretty good for a shorty session. Flint? Well, definitely recruited some disgruntled dwarves into the scouts, or at least making progress on that. Yeah, you did that, actually, so that's a persona. Woohoo! Is I burn uh, that pretty quickly? I definitely need more. Any of your other stuff? Tried to play up some of my traits, but I, I don't know if that's oh, mechanically rewardable. Scout score for information on sand. Oh, you didn't change that? I thought you uh, wrote. Uh, I thought you wrote about uh, going to the Goodheart Hold. 
because that was oh, what we were doing. Sorry, I'm slow. <laughs> I think we said that. I don't know if you wrote it. And I mean, you did that. So that's another persona. Hey, puts me back to where I, I was burnt. <laughs> that's a good session when, you're at, <laughs> when you break even, right? I think uh, your good intentions certainly came into play. <laughs> for the spiders for uh getting involved with one side of the the embittered conflict within rohar's band uh yeah. which totally won't at all like come back to bite you or become more problematic in the future no. considering the part that actually needed calming down was the hot-headed side that wasn't what i did cool i don't know if you were super aggressive or super dutiful or anything like that so um but that was a part of uh, like you creating story i thought that was cool that was a fate uh that wasn't clear okie dokie so fandral definitely put your back into getting to the the hold so that's a persona and now you'll have to i don't know re reword it to <laughs> like talk to gombi or something but at least you're there I don't see any particular other thing that we got to play with. Nah. Hold on. Look at your traits real quick. You have grumbling? Was that one of those uh, character creation? Uh... All dwarves have grumbling, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if we had any particular traits that really jumped out uh, this session. But on the other hand, we focused on the other two more. So there's that. Oh, hey, what was that? Strategist. You have a plan in place. Oh, okay. Could have used that something to remember th for the future. Other than that, I don't see anything in particular, personally. So one one fate. I don't think anybody really broke with any beliefs or, or worked against a belief they had. So I'm going to skip that. We're just mm -hmm. coming back into the swing of things. So I don't think embodiment was is something that we really need to dig into. So let's do workhorse and MEP real fast. So workhorse, all the helping, all the working in the background to help things along. What do you say? Uh, I'll be shameless and say, that, was this more of a Flint Scout episode? Yeah, I mean, you got extra scouts. You led, you scouted ahead. You did a lot of little things. I, I'd say he worked in the background and did things. All right. And MVP couldn't have done it without him. Derives the story to its conclusion. Through me? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, um, if you want to. I don't know if I see it, but okay. <laughs> she certainly helped me. <laughs> I don't know if we had enough of a story for that to apply. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can't vote, technically, but I'll, I'll nominate Fandral for getting you guys out of the camp. And oh, on true, track true. For sure. Organizing you and fighting the dogs rather than being eaten by them. Oh, yeah, because de definitely uh, his strategy kept us to the point where we had one dog instead of five. Yeah. Uh, cool. I don't think you've got any deeds yet, but maybe lined up. I'll catch you all later. Thank you for the short little travel scene there. Thank Actually, you. Good uh, to be back in Enjoyed. Action. Yeah, absolutely. Getting, getting those mechanics greased and... Uh, Flowing. <laughs> a little squeaky. Yes, very squeaky. On my right. side, anyway. Um, Y'all take care, then. Yeah, have a good couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Right. Right. Bye-bye. I mean, he, he probably took that bit from Money Python and the Holy Grail to the heart. <laughs> the Arachno-Socialist Commune. Arachno? Or, or Arachno, or how, how you pronounce it? Anarcho. Anarcho. Okay, okay. Arachno. Yeah, he believes that spiders should rule the world. <laughs> I, I was totally behind that. I, just, I thought you meant that, yes. 
I welcome our alien overlords. <laughs> so now, now, Flint, you have the, the name of the ideology that you need to apply to. If you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page. We started a Google Plus community. There's our forums, sundayskypers.freeforums.org. There's email, sundayskypers at zoho.com. That's sundayskypers, all one word, at zoho.com. And of course, there's always telepathy. <laughs>